everybody rb here welcome back to philly take with rb you know what to do go ahead and smash that like button for me hit the subscribe if you're new and hit that little notification bell that way you're always notified when i upload or go live today we are back and believe it or not we are just two weeks away from the nba trade deadline it is creeping up on us it is approaching i have a feeling that it's going to be similar to the nfl trade deadline and you know not as much usual activity given the whole circumstance and situation and everything going on but at the end of the day you heard daryl morey he said that the sixers are not content with the current roster and we're going to have to make adjustments when needed we're going to have to use our assets at the right time let the chips fall where they may and well i'm expecting us to make multiple trades at the this deadline at least two so i'm ready to talk about it today we are going to be discussing a bunch of trade discussions details trade package ideas thoughts all that and the third you guys have been asking me a lot of questions like what would i do what is my strategy going into this we're going to talk about it all in its entirety today it's going to be a longer um episode than usual so be sure to you know get some popcorn sit back and put your thinking cap on because we are going to jump right into it um another thing before we get actually before we get into this is number one two things actually number one this is not every trade scenario like i don't have two hours to talk to you guys um and i'm sure you don't want to hear me for two hours so these are just my top ideas we're, we're going to go through a lot um but there's obviously still more that i'm going to miss so leave it down in the comment box below if you guys think i missed anyone or if you have any extra ideas and number two um i don't think that we should get all these players okay these I'm, i think we're just going to do a couple but we're going to explore a lot of different kind of areas and look through a different scope i think we need to establish what the Sixers needs are what is the strategy going into this deadline I'm going to be honest and a lot of people have been asking me about this as well what do you think the Sixers are going to do that do they put all their chips together do they go in for a big splash for a huge star I'll be honest with you guys I don't think that is going to happen given the circumstance given everything going on I don't think Bradley Beal is going to end up as a Sixer I don't think Zach Levine is going to end up as a sixer. Look, I'm, I'm not trying to disappoint anyone. I'm just being honest. Based off what I see, based off the rumors, I think the Sixers are going to focus on filling out their supporting cast. Yeah, Brooklyn Nets, you know, they're stacking up. But at the end of the day, the Sixers are the one seed. They're playing a good brand of basketball. And, well, we need we need a couple tweaks. And I think Daryl Morey sees it, and he's going to do what's best for this basketball team. Um, in terms of the areas of need for upgrade, well, I think number one is more consistent shooting. We need guys who are going to be reliable every night in the playoffs. You can't go six for eight one night and then 0 for eight the next. No, we're, we're going to need consistent shooting to beat some of these juggernauts. And in addition to that, we're going to need more ball handling and more kind of, you know, experience coming off the bench. Think experience and, and a, you know, another guard off the bench is going to be key for this team. Hopefully someone with more experience who will kind of run the floor. Um, and then the last thing, if need be, is a, is another backup center we're definitely going to need you know another stretch another kind of big but if Dwight Howard can continues to play well because to you know believe it or not Dwight Howard has been playing great lately but you know we'll see how we come out after the all-star break we might need another center or at least a guy who can play the four or the five but we're going to talk about it all man I can't wait so um, the first couple possibilities, we're going to at least explore the idea of stars. So we have three kind of star packages 
And then we're gonna dive into like seven um, realistic trades that I think could happen and that I would choose from. And then we'll talk about a couple reaches at the end. But look, if I'm Daryl Morey at this deadline, first and foremost, I'm gonna call up the Washington Wizards because I think the Wizards is where it's a good place to start. Get an idea of what they want for Bradley Beal. Again, I don't think this is gonna happen, but it doesn't hurt to try. If you call up the Wizards and they want Tobias Harrison picks, you know what? I'm sending them. I'm sending them. I would do that. I would pair up Simmons, Beal, and Embiid. However, I don't think you're going to end up getting one of these stars without including Ben Simmons, and I don't think it's going to work. So um, I would at least try if I'm Daryl Morey, see what the Wizards are looking for in terms of Beal, if they're even looking to move him at all. Um, and that's what I would do there. I would love him on the Sixers, but I... I you know, unless it's centered around Tobias Harris, I don't think um, I would pull the trigger. I think we're going to keep this core intact. So going on to the next one, the Chicago Bulls, I think this is where Zach Levine comes in. You, you call up, you inquire about him. The Bulls are playing a good brand of basketball under new coach uh, Billy Donovan. I think Zach Levine has bought in, and I, I don't think they're looking to move him. I think they're looking to go in a different direction with their franchise centered around Zach Levine, and I think they're going to be you know, a pretty solid team for the next couple of years. So I think they're kind of building around him. Um, he is in the third year of a four-year deal. And, you know, he's he's being underpaid right now. He's going to get another contract. He's only 25, getting better and better. If there was a way to bring him to Philly, I would love it. But again, I don't really think that's realistic um, unless you're willing to part with Ben Simmons. And some people may be, um, but I, I see the value in him right now. And he's been very aggressive. But we will get back to the Bulls in a second. Um, the last thing I would do in terms of a star kind of deal or mentality would be to call the Raptors about Kyle Lowry. Now, I'm seeing things where he's saying, oh, it's fake news. Don't believe what the media is telling you. I, I don't know. And this is kind of why I think we're not going to go out and acquire one of these big pieces because Kyle Lowry, ideally, you could bring him in without getting rid of Ben Simmons or Tobias Harris, to be honest. But... Um, it doesn't seem like the Raptors are going to want to do that. It seems like Kyle Lowry's going to stay there, maybe even sign an extension to stay with that team throughout his career. Um, and that's probably just how that's going to go. So um, if we can get Kyle Lowry, I don't want to give up Matisse Thibault. I think he's going to be valuable in the playoffs. I don't want to give up uh, Maxi really. But if we had to, I guess I would think about it. Maybe you try with Kyle Lowry and see where the Raptors kind of mindset is at. Um, and that's really the where it comes down to in terms of the stars. But now getting into the the real, really into the, the cream right here, really into the meat and potatoes of this whole thing. Um, and that's what I think we're going to do. Build out the supporting cast. You got to really develop this team. And you got, like I said, you got to upgrade the supporting cast, get better consistent shooting and, and get guys with experience to really you know, st um, stack up this team against the Brooklyn Nets because I, obviously the Nets are stacking up right now, but I think the way you beat them is you have a good brand of basketball that's put into place, which we have right now with Doc Rivers. And I think, you you, you know, you got to have depth and you got to be able to knock down shots at a high rate. So that I think we build out this team around Embiid, Simmons, and Tobias with how they're playing right now really well. Um, and it all starts with the OKC Thunder. Yeah, that's right. If I'm Daryl Morey, the first thing I am doing, and this is on the top of my list, I am calling up Sam Presti and I'm reigniting ties with Sam Presti, the guy that would do anything in the world for a draft pick. I'm calling him up and I'm inquiring about George Hill, okay? 34 years old, George Hill is going to give you above 10 points a game off the bench. He's coming and he shot a career high last year from three-point range, what, 46%. This year, before he got injured, was shooting almost 39% from three. 
and he's just like a floor general type. He's just an experienced vet, been to different locker rooms, been in some big games before, and he's just going to know what to do. I think, you know, obviously he's been linked to the Sixers. He is a perfect trade piece, perfect place to start, and a guy that I would definitely trust with the ball in his hands in the playoffs coming off the bench, giving you 20 minutes a night at least, and he's going to make everybody around him better. I think you call up Sam Presti. Um, he's in a second year of a three-year deal. You could even keep him for next year. He's getting paid below $10 million. It is a no-brainer. You give him a couple picks, and it is what it is, man. I don't think they're going to demand a first because he's injured. He's been injured, and you know they're going to get, get rid of players because they're not doing anything this year, so they have to get him off the books. Um, I would probably try a couple seconds if they want a future first that's unprotected, maybe. I don't know, but you find a way to get George Hill onto the Philadelphia 76ers. The second thing that I'm doing is I'm going to go to the Detroit Pistons GM and I'm going to call them up. And I mentioned this trade before when we did our last video um, about these trades a couple weeks ago. They have the perfect combo package in DeLon Wright and Wayne Ellington. You package these guys together, you, you send them three second rounders, whatever you got to do, and you find a way to bring these guys to Philadelphia, similar to last year when you gave the Warriors three seconds to get Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson a third, right? DeLon Wright and Wayne Ellington are both going to be able to shoot upwards of 40% from behind the arc. Um, they're going to be able to put the ball on the floor a little bit. And, and overall, they're just going, they're nice swingmen. They're going to find their space on the floor now can they do this in a tight playoff game who knows but they are good depth and i think if you could get them together i think that would be even better wayne ellington uh, is on a one-year deal being paid very very cheap and he's shooting upwards of 43 percent uh from behind the arc this year and uh, both these guys are knocking down the pistons are going to be a fire sale i think they're going to get you know look to get rid of a lot of guys and they're obviously going to try to get tra uh, draft compensation they got rid of blake griffin so um, DeLon Wright is, is in a second year of his contract, so he could even be a guy that you keep for next year. And I think he's still a little bit young and getting older. I think he's 29 or 28. Um, it's a no-brainer for me. I think you try to get these two guys to Philadelphia to come off uh, off your bench and provide some well-needed shooting. Could even plug them in in the starting lineup if you wanted to. But um, I really like the idea of those two coming to Philadelphia. Now, the third thing I do you know, depending if one of those work out or not, I call up the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets have been a miserable failure. They have gone down the drain very, very quickly, and uh, they're going to be looking to move their pieces. You, you could see them. It, it's like it's it's been drawn out for way too long, but they are going to go into a rebuild. They're going to try to sell off these pieces. I am immediately calling up the Houston Rockets. Um, obviously, we've had this whole thing about P.J. Tucker lately. Could you potentially get a combo package of P.J. Tucker and say someone like Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon's 32 years old, coming off the bench, going to give you 16, 17, 18, 19 points a game, going to shoot upwards of, I'd say, 35% from behind the arc, and he's just a great vet. He's been around in different locker rooms. He was great back in the day, in my opinion, and I thought he was going to get even better, but he's always just been like a nice six man, and I think he could come off in the backcourt with a guy like Shake Milne, and he could knock down shots, and he could provide some well-needed scoring. He's in the first year of an extension, and I think he's going to look to move on. Could Eric Gordon be a guy that you keep on your bench for a couple years? If you want to make that investment, I know he is getting paid uh, almost $17 million. It is a hefty investment, but 
I have a feeling when it comes to the Houston Rockets, you're going to have to try to get like a three-team trade involved in this. And if there's a way that we could get Eric Gordon or a P.J. Tucker as a backup stretch or a combination of the two, you know, I would definitely try to pull the trigger on that. Maybe send Oladipo to a third team as we talked about earlier today. I don't think Oladipo would be feasible to get on this team Um given the contract situation and just given um, what it would take to try to get him. Uh, I don't think he would really fit. Um, he's making $21 million this year. He's going to look for an extension. I don't know if I would give up the assets for Oladipo, but I really like the idea of Eric Gordon or PJ Tucker coming to this team. So the Rockets are, the, are kind of the third team. Um, I would then go ahead and call. And then after that, we're only on number four out of seven. We're going to go back to Chicago uh, because, you know, even if they don't want to part with Zach Levine, they have some pieces that they can, you know, kind of wiggle around with and, you know, still try to win but get better for the future. And I think you inquire about Laurie Marketing, a guy that's been hurt. He's been hurt most of the season. I think he's played in like 13 games, uh, but he was averaging 19 a game for the first stretch of the year. He was playing great basketball. I loved him coming out of college. He's in the final year of his rookie deal, and he is making 20 or uh 20 million total, but I think he's making like five or six million dollars uh, this year. And he's a guy that can knock it down, you know, almost 40% from long range. And he's seven feet tall. He, re he reminds me of the unicorn. He reminds me of Porzingis. And, uh, you know, he's only 23. I think you can build around this guy. If he does well, maybe give him an extension for the future. I would love this guy coming off the bench for the Sixers as a stretch four. Um, and I think he would be able to handle himself on both sides. He's very, he's naturally gifted. He's hes a guy that has all the tools. He just has to put it all together, stay healthy. It really hasn't worked out too well for him in Chicago. Maybe this year with Billy Donovan, but he, again, he has been hurt. So I do think that there is, you know, a possibility where you try to bring Laurie uh, to Philadelphia. And then another guy that I would really like is Garrett Temple. He's on a one-year deal. Um, I used to make fun of Garrett Temple, but he's actually shooting the ball, I think, uh, almost 35% from three this year and he's a very skilled defender he would be very valuable especially next to a guy like Matisse um off the bench in the playoffs and I would definitely try to include Garrett Temple try to make the contracts match um I really like the idea of bringing either one of them to Philadelphia maybe even a Thad Young who had a nice game against us former Sixer if you wanted to go down that route but um I really like Garrett Temple I think he's underrated and I think he would be an easy snag for them trying to get that money uh off their books now, the next one that we're going to go to, and this is still a, like, you know, even if we get down to this point and, you know, we don't have anything yet, there are still some really good possibilities. The next is the San Antonio Spurs. I think they are the seventh seed in the West. I'm not exactly sure, but they're, they're around that range. Um, and they're not going to win the chip this year. They're not going to compete, but they do have some young talent. They are trying to progress for the future, and they could be looking to move some expiring vets off the bench. And it starts with Patty Mills. We talked about him in the last video as well. Uh, he's on the final year of a four-year uh, extension. He's making $13 million this year, but Patty Mills is shooting above 40% from long range. He's giving you 13 points a game, um, and he's going to be able to kind of uh, space the floor a little bit, handle the ball when you need him to, Great veteran, 32 or 33 years old, has been around some of the great Spurs teams. I think he, his experience would be great for the Philadelphia 76ers going into the playoffs with some of these young guys, and I think he can be the right guy to knock down shots for us. I would love Patty Mills on this team. And another guy 
for the San Antonio Spurs that I would like to kind of put in a trade package as well is if we could find a way is Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay could play the three. He could play the four off the bench. He could really provide some well-needed minutes for us. He's getting paid $14 million this year. Um, I think his average is, you know, he's going to be a guy to give you 10, 12 off the bench at night. And he'll knock down some shots when you need him to. And he's, he's just always been a decent forward in my opinion i used to really like rudy gay's game back in the day um and he's just found a way to fit in in san antonio if you could kind of package those two together i think that's another great trade package that you could try to put together now at this point we've talked about a lot of shooting we talked about a, a you know a couple bigs but we've talked about a plethora of shooting um now it's time to look at a little bit of a big man and we talked about it the other day I uh, call up the Cleveland Cavaliers. I would actually prefer Larry Nance Jr. over P.J. Tucker in the second year of a four-year deal. Seems to be getting better as time goes on. 28 years old. Um, he was, you know... He was shooting the ball much better than he has early in his career. And Larry Nance on the defensive side has really started to step up. We know his athleticism. We know how he can move and guard different positions. But Larry Nance Jr. was first in the league in steals until he got injured earlier this year. And you might have to give up a little bit more for him given the fact that the, you know, the direction the Cavs are trying to move in. Who knows if they would be willing to part with Larry Nance. But if they are, I think he would be great off the bench. And I think he would provide... Um, a much needed role for us and you know you have him for the future it's not a one-year rental he's not as old as a guy like pj tucker still has his legs under him so i think this is a feasible trade for the sixers i really like the idea of larry nance coming to the sixers and playing on a contender um and he was on a contender a couple years ago even though he got carried by lebron um but yeah if that, you know, going past that, um, another team, and we're almost done here in terms of the realistic trade packages that I really like. Um, this one involves the Orlando Magic, and a lot of people have been bringing this up to me lately. Terrence Ross, right? Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross. Uh, he's in the second year of a four-year deal, $13.5 million this year, and I think it's going to go up the next couple years. But Terrence Ross, 29 years old, guy that seems like he's been around the game for a long time. Again, another guy that's going to shoot 35% from three. He's going to put the ball on the floor, and he can create off the dribble, and that's what I really like about Terrence Ross. You could bring him in here. Um think he's been a bench player the last couple years for the magic but you bring him in this lineup you bring him off the bench you do what you got to do uh, i think terrence ross has the iq and i think he's a smart player i i kind of like terrence ross and his attitude his swagger um and i think the magic are obviously a, a pit stop at this point you know they're not going to win anything so they're going to start to sell pieces off i think they are and I would like Terrence Ross on this team. Another guy I could see trying to package or instead of Terrence Ross is Evan Fournier, who's averaging 18 a game, will shoot 40% from long range, um, and can also put it on the floor as well. Could be a starter for the Sixers. As I don't think he's ever really played for a contender. I don't really like the guy personally, but I would learn to love him if he came here. And if we had to match contracts up and you wanted some more depth, you wanted to try on a project potentially, uh, Mo Bamba. Mobama's in the third year of a four-year deal. You might be able to package him with either one of those guys. And he's only making $6 million, and he really hasn't lived up to his first, um, what was he, a top five or top six pick hype. So um, I think Mobama's a guy you could plug in there as well. But I really like the idea of Terrence Ross or Evan Fournier, uh, guards that could come in and create off the dribble and knock down shots and space the floor and really fit our system and have that experience. Um, a little bit older than some of these other guys. But 
Uh, getting to the last kind of realistic trade possibility, we've gone through six, and this is the seventh one. Um, I call up the New Orleans Pelicans. A lot of people have sold me on Lonzo Ball. He's in the final year of a four-year rookie deal, and he's gotten better each year as he's going on. He's shooting, I think, 37 or 38% from long range. Great facilitator, as always. Great defender, and he's just smart. He's just smart, and I think he could play the one. I think he could play the two. I think he could play the three and guard all of those positions. Coming off the bench, give us some valuable minutes in the playoffs. Um, I got to say I'm impressed. I'm impressed because I didn't see the potential really coming out in his first couple years, but he has gotten a lot better. I think Lonzo Ball would be great for the Pelicans. If you could package him with a J.J. Redick, I would do that, but I think Redick and guys like Eric, Bl Eric Bledsoe might come later on during the buyout market, so that's... You know, I would wait until then uh, in terms of that. But Lonzo Ball, definitely an interesting trade target. And I think he's going to be highly valued and highly coveted by other teams uh, when it comes to the market. So those are pretty much my top, I'd say, seven realistic trade possibilities. The other few guys that we'll talk about are just, you know, they're kind of stretches, they're reaches, kind of guys that have faded out from my list given, you know, the status of their teams. But Lou Williams from the Clippers, right? I don't think they're really going to move on from him. Would I inquire about him? Sure, but I don't think you're going to get him. Alec Burke, surprisingly, I thought would be a piece we could kind of snag back at the deadline. But the New York Knicks are actually playing well, so props to them. Uh, I don't think he's really going to be available unless the Knicks just didn't want him anymore. Um... Uh, in terms of the Atlanta Hawks, that's a team that has faded out this year that I thought was going to be good. They faced a lot of injury. Uh, if you could get guys like Tony Snell or even Kevin Huerter, if they wanted to move on from him, uh, he's in the third year of his rookie deal. I, I like how he plays. John Collins would be a great big for the scene, but unfortunately... He's looking for an extension. I think he turned down $90 million. He's going to look for a huge extension. Um, if you could get a guy like Tony Snell, though, I think he would be a nice 3 and D guy um, if he could stay on the floor and be healthy. Um, I just don't see the Hawks really being able to being able to connect based on the compensation when it comes to the Philadelphia 76ers. And I just don't view it as realistic. I think other teams might have a, um, a more optimal situation when it comes to that. And lastly, the Charlotte Hornets and Terry Rozier. Rozier is just a little too inconsistent for me. I like the idea of Rozier. He's in the second year of a third year, big extension, more than I thought he would get, but he's making almost $19 million. And for a guy that can go and put up 38 and then the next night put up 12, and he's a little bit undersized, especially um, on defense, he gets beat a little bit because of that. I don't see him being a guy where, you know, uh, deep in game six of the playoffs is really a guy you're going to trust. But those are my reaches. Um, overall, we've gone through a lot. We I think we're going to go and make multiple trades. I don't think it's going to be some flashy deadline. I don't think we're going to go for stars, but I think we build out our supporting cast build the depth on this team. And I think, you know, if we play the right brand of basketball and we've played a great system catered around Joel Embiid with everyone, you know, committing to their role, I think this team can go far. And, you know, it's it's only two weeks away. So I think we're going to be very active in the next couple of weeks. We will cover it all here on the channel, guys. I tried to cover as many uh, possibilities as I could. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. Let me know if I missed anything down below. Sorry this went so long, but you guys have been asking me for it. So I thought might as well put it all into one video that's all i got man appreciate you guys for tuning in be sure to like comment and subscribe and i'll catch you on the next one man peace perfect perfect